1: Beloved, we are in part five of our current podcast series entitled, The Great Apostasy. Scripture has alerted us to the reality that before the Antichrist is revealed in the earth, there will be a great falling away from the truth. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, we read, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it, meaning the day of the Lord, will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. The word for apostasy in the Greek is apostasia. It is a compilation of apo, which means from, and histemi, meaning place or stand. In Acts 21.21, 21, it is translated as forsake. And in 2 Thessalonians 2.3, which I just read to you, as apostasy. In the majority of occasions, the verb is intransitive, meaning the person does not depart from where he is to go somewhere else, but that he stays away, having chosen from the beginning to stay away and to not believe instead of believing. In the lexical aids to the New Testament, they write that in the Second Thessalonians 2-3 verse, the word apostasia does not refer to the Christians who would depart from the faith, but those who would reject Christ, having never belonged to him. In other words, they believed to a point that would benefit them and their own carnal desires, but they rejected the full counsel of God. And when the time comes to choose Christ over all, they will depart from him. To put it in its most simple and yet holy terms, the apostates are not those who have been legitimately born again of the Spirit of the living God, but are instead impostors. For they never truly repented of their sins or put their full trust in Jesus and his shed blood for forgiveness and redemption, even though at some point they may have given lip service to a prayer they repeated without any true heart's change evidenced in the miracle transformation of becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Many were born into Christian homes and were taken to church by their parents, but never experienced their own need for personal surrender to the Lord. Others came in with selfish motives that were stirred on by the Laodicea lukewarm, user-friendly, and man-exalting messages of today that promise all the perks of power that they are told come with becoming a Christian without the acknowledgement that self must die in order to make room for the resurrection life of Jesus. Only those who share in his death will be granted the victor's share in his glorious resurrection overcomer's power. And so, while they fellowship with true believers, looking and sounding just like them, when their allegiance is truly tested, they will fall away, just as many who walked with Jesus while he was on the earth did, once the deeper truths concerning salvation's eternal life were posed to them. A few years ago, I did a study on the great Christian deception which I feel the Holy Spirit is giving me the unction to revisit. For with all the prophetic signs that are looming before us, giving indication of the nearness of the time, I believe that the most important thing the enemy is after and what his primary intention behind his masterful counterfeits is, is to keep as many as he can from coming to the true knowledge of Jesus Christ the Lord and the eternal life salvation that can only be found in him. Because that is the bottom line of it all, is it not? Everything else that has happened and is happening is centered on God's plan of salvation for the people of earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Therefore choose you this day who you will follow. That sacred revelation and the invitation to receive it have never been more critically important than they are today because time is truly running out and each man and woman's eternal destiny is hanging on the life or death reality of whether they accept or reject God's amazing gift of grace and the divine exchange that is birthed from within it. So let us begin with the understanding of what and who a genuine Christian is. In the book of Acts, which gives record of the birth of the true church of Jesus Christ, an account is given of the first time the term Christian was used concerning the followers of the Messiah. In chapter 11 and verses 19 to 26, we read, So then, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen, made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Serene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Then when he had come and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. And he left for Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came about that for an entire year they met with the church and taught considerable numbers, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Beloved, these verses are filled with such Holy Spirit insight and revelation that exposes the stark differences between the true church of Jesus Christ that was evidenced at its inception, and the legitimate Christians who truly followed him, and the sorrowful, shoddy, and disillusioning replica that is called the church today. Some of the key elements include, first and foremost, that the disciples preached the Lord Jesus, not prosperity or how to attain power and have all your dreams fulfilled. They preached Jesus, for he is the living word, and he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. In Revelation 19.10, it is written, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And as believers increased in numbers, they were taught more deeply in truth and encouraged to stay true to the Lord. The Greek word for the term Christian, which these true followers of the Lord were now dubbed, is Christianos. It is defined as a name given to the disciples or followers of Jesus Christ, which was first adopted at Antioch. The lexical aids to the New Testament expounds on this definition by addressing the verb used for were called as in were first called Christians, whereby they stress that the verb used in that passage is not onomazo, which means a name that is commonly assigned, but rather crematizo, which means to be directed by God as if by divine oracle. In other words, true Christians are not defined by name only, but are a company of people who have been set apart by God as his chosen ones, and recognized in him as the genuine followers of Jesus Christ. This steadfast devotion would bear witness to those believers who had truly been born again that day. Their repentance had been judged by the Father and found to be genuine, resulting in salvation's miracle. For they had been given ears to hear, hearts to receive, and wills to obey, and were now filled with the Holy Spirit of truth. Thus they would remain true to the Savior, for they had become one with him and were now eternally sealed in his forever salvation resurrection power. However, Scripture also describes another company of people who initially appeared to receive the word of truth as well, but they were drawn more to the miracles Jesus did than they were to him as their Savior. And consequently, in the long run, they would not remain true to him. John 6, 63-66 grants confirmation to the sorrowful apostasy in the words of Jesus. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, For this reason I have said to you, that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. And this is where we will have to pause for today, beloved. If you are a true believer in Jesus Christ the Lord, grow ever stronger in that believing. And please continue to share the good news of the gospel of salvation, every opportunity that is given to you. For when the last one who is called enters in, we will be gone. Maranatha. And as always, I bid you his agape.
0: You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.